Good evening, good evening, good evening, everybody. I am glad to see everybody here today. Today we are back with my dear friend, Jess Roscoff, um, and we are here talking, and we're doing a Q&A, actually, on marketing. So, um, you know, this is going to be a live stage for everybody just to throw up their questions about marketing. It's going to be specifically for marketing. Um, and Jeff has, you know... Um, grace me with his presence today on this evening, um, and I so appreciate it, Jeff. How Thank are you doing? You me. I'm doing very well. <laughs> You're doing well. Well, look, I'm going to kick it off, Jeff, and like I said, yeah. you know, hopefully we're going to have people jumping on um, and just throwing those questions at you and I, and specifically around the question of marketing. Marketing is just a, a very, very huge area um, that we talk about. Um, what is marketing? Am I supposed to be marketing? You know, where am I supposed to be going? So I'm going to kick it off with some questions. Sure. My first question to you, Jeff, is that what are the three steps that you would recommend as an individual, an owner is trying to penetrate the market? As an individual, as a marketer, um, I think you would want to start off by choosing your territory. Um, I think most people make the mistake of choosing a large area and spreading themselves too thin. Um, choose your area, understand what is going on there, what the facilities are going to be, what you're gonna be hitting. What you can do is um, you can visit a site, medicare.gov, and that'll give you a great idea as to what facilities are taken on Medicare and you know whether they have a five-star rating, a four-star rating, and you can kind of make a list. Maybe it could be 20, 30, however many facilities you wanna put on there and really focus on. Um, tier those buildings out, and then once you've tiered them out and once you've started to visit them, finally, you have to stay active with these buildings. Um, if you're not staying active, out of sight, out of mind, people will forget you. Other people are trying to penetrate the market, and they will. So so explain what you mean by tearing it out, tearing, tearing out the building. What does that so, actually mean? Sure. So when you go on Medicare.gov, you, you can get a good idea as to who's going to what buildings are hot and what buildings are not. Um, when I go out during the week, uh, I know that there's certain facilities I need to hit because I know how many Medicare beds they have. I've done the research. I know what type of residents they're taking on. I know what their census is and I know how many dis discharges, you know, based on the, the information I've collected from the people who I've spoken in the buildings. I know they have referrals to give. There's other buildings that, you know, they just don't have a lot of work to give. They have a lot of Medicaid residents. I don't accept Medicaid, so it's not something I'm hitting every week. Um, something that might be a tier three building who's only giving me one or two referrals a month. I only want to see them maybe once, maybe twice a month. Right. Sure. Absolutely. So it's really just taking the time to gauge, you know, where is going to yield you that return. Sure. And you Absolutely. need to do research with these buildings of that. You need to understand who you're walking into. Um, Absolutely. You, you want to be able to ask questions that's going to be beneficial to the conversation. Um, you, you just don't want to walk into a building having no knowledge about it. Absolutely. Totally agree. Totally agree. Okay. So, so when they actually get out there, they're getting out to market and, you know, putting their name out there, doing the promotions, you know, and yes, I've teared out this building and, you know, I've gone this week, I've gone the following week, I've sent them a letter, I've sent them an email, you know, how long do I continue doing that before I just like say, okay, then, you know, enough is enough. Let me move on. I think that's 
uh, a great question because uh, just very quickly, when I first started, you very quickly begin to realize that everyone's going to kick you out at, at, the, at the beginning. Um, like I said, they have relationships, but you never want to give up. You need to find a way in. You need to find somebody you can speak to. Um, eventually, someone that's already in the building, they may screw up of it. Uh, that's your opportunity. And just to give you a really good uh, example of what's been going on with one of my marketers, you know, about a month ago, he reached out to me and he explained his frustration with all of the uh, rejection. He wasn't getting into places. People weren't answering him. And just last week, one of the buildings, without even contacting him, the concierge gave, uh, I I believe it was director of admissions, I forget who, but um, gave them Frank's card and, you know, they reached out with a referral. And this was after two, three months of him going every single week. They, wow. they reached out and it was, they just said, look, we believe you should give him a chance. Uh, he's persistent and he, he didn't give up. You can't give up. Wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you can, you know, one of the things that I've also seen um, and I know that you see is that, you know, people behind the desks and behind those four walls, they do rotate. So yes. you can see them in one building Um, But, you know, before you know it, that person is no longer there, the one that is, you know, maybe giving referrals elsewhere. Now there's a new person, someone fresh, somebody new, somebody who wants that relationship also for their their own benefit. So um, in keeping going, again, is still, you know, trying to get through those individuals um, and and building that relationship. So I'm glad that he was able to get a good outcome. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, you never know who's going to be in and out of the building. Um, there may be a day where you walk into a building that you go every week and no one comes out and sees you, but randomly you just see somebody in the lobby. Um, that's happened to me before, and I was able to get into buildings through that. It's not every day, but it's through persistence and perseverance that you will find um, you will find that you you have success. Great, great. So we we also talk about you know power partners, and you know our group have. <laughs> spoken with um you know steve the hurricane and we've had some sessions with him um you know and power partners is nothing new um but explain what is power partners and and how do you create that what are you looking for jeff so for me a power partner is anybody that i can feed that i can give referrals to uh that i can connect or network with um that we could co-sponsor events with and in turn they can do the same for me um One big uh, power partner that I would say would be a hospice company. Um, A lot of our residents, whether they're just getting out of rehab and they're with us for a year, it it may turn into a hospice case and now you have a referral for one of these partners. Um, It could be a home health agency. Uh, Outside of what I do, there's, you know, there's agencies that do skilled nursing or visiting nursing who need more than just those few hours that insurance may um, give them. And they'll reach out to you and you can also give them referrals. So those are two power partners that I partner up with. Wonderful. Wonderful. And, and, and how does that actually work out in terms of, you know, um, conversion for you? So right now, um, I would say the hospice are, are probably one of the bigger feeders for the power partners. Um, I just started reaching out to a few of the other, uh, you know, visiting nurse and home health like that. Um, for me right now, the greatest success I've had just because of what I've been doing is the skilled nursing facility. So they're another power partner because I can also refer to them, but, um, they're constantly doing, you know, they constantly have turnover. They constantly have discharges and 
that's where I find a lot of my success. And I would say probably about 80% of our conversions are skilled nursing facilities. Right, right, right. And I know in my day, um, you know, our power partner really extended even further afield than that. You know, we we had myself as a home care. We had the assisted living. We had the subacute rehab. We had the hospice. We also had geriatric care manager in our group. And we also had a placement um, representative. You know, there were six of us. And when I tell you it was seamless, it was seamless because we had touched on every single area of that journey of that that patient, that client, that resident. Um, there was always someone to pick it up. We all you know, knew. I, yeah. I think you brought up a great point. Um, when you have six people uh, that are a part of a group or six companies that are part of a group like that, you build a strong presence as, you know, just you walking into a company or uh, into a facility of that, or, you know, you reaching out to a family, you look so much more knowledgeable and you, you know what you're talking about and you look reputable when you have a preferred provider list like this. Where Absolutely. You this. Absolutely. I mean, I would just give names there and then, and I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, you got someone for this, you got someone for that, you know? Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it, it, it so worked and that power partner concept, you know, is still with us today. Um, and for all of our owners just to say, look, you know, you, you can't be out there on your own and not necessarily to, not to be su successful, um, but it's most definitely going to help when you do have those collaborations. It is. And I think um, as a marketer myself, sometimes I get um, sometimes I get stuck in a rut where I keep doing the same thing. And I've noticed this with other people, but you need to part. You need to make the phone calls. You need to partner up with somebody. Even if they're not giving you the time of the day, eventually they will, like I said. And you need to find new ways to reach out to these people because if you don't have these power partners, you're not going to grow. Right, right. So how, how important is it, Jeff, in your world from your side of the fence that, you know, setting the right price point? Um, do you come in with flexibility? I mean, you know, how important is that? It's it's extremely important, especially in certain uh, territories. You need to you need to do the research. Sometimes when I approach families in, in Bergen County, it's much different than families over in Morris County. Having said that, I approach it the same way. You know, we have a starting price. Um, and from there, I always tell the family it's based on the level of care. And you want to do the research. You, you want to call other companies and you know, you have to, you have to figure out what what's going what, the, what their prices are out there, and other people are doing it to us. So it's very important. You need to be in the right price range. But having said that, Yvette, um, you don't want to go too low just to get a case. You offer a quality product, you offer quality aids, and you stand by your product. If you don't, why would people pay over what anybody else is offering out there? Right, right, right. Absolutely. You know, and, and one of the things that I know for sure is that you've got to have some flexibility. You sure. know, um, I may get a call, you may get a call, any of our owners may get a call and they say, no, oh, yeah, she know, mom is high functioning, she's ambulating and so forth. And then you actually get there and it's a completely different scenario. Yes. Um, and, you know, when I go to the, you know, if I set a price on the phone, they're going to hold me to that. Of course. Right. Um, so I always tell our members and our owners here is that, you know, have a gauge. You can always have a gauge, but have the flexibility, have yeah. the flexibility. You know, it, it's important. You don't want to say one thing and then having to change it when you actually get there. 
it's so important because if you price it too low and an aid goes there, and I've seen it happen with people I've worked with in the past, just because they wanted to close the case, you know, let me just throw a number like $21 an hour out there, which is, I, I would never be able to staff out for something. I mean, a, a case at that price, um, because I would never be able to pay my aid what they deserve. And if you can't keep an aid there consistently with the right price, that's it. You've already lost, you've diminished all credibility. Right, right. Good point. Good point. So where should I penetrate first? Do I go to the assisted livings? Do I go to the rehabs? You know, where do I, what is the rule of thumb? Okay. So I don't know if I have the right answer for this. Event. <laughs> for me, um, I always had a, a way of doing things for, you know, my previous company. Um, but when I started this agency, maybe I did things a little bit backwards because I already had some contacts. So for me, I reached out to anybody that I knew in the field, whether I've worked with them before or not. And from there, I leveraged them to get into other buildings. But what I would say is it's so important to probably start penetrating the skilled nursing facilities. And I'd say the hospitals, but if you're starting out, you may not be accredited and you may find it difficult to work with some of the hospitals if you're not accredited. Right, right, right. And and just to piggyback on that, you know, my theory is, is that, you know, everyone is going to that skill facility. Yes. Um, and again, one of my areas that I speak to our owners on is that get them before they get into the system. You know, start making those relationships as equal as you start making a relationship with a referral source. You're making that, that relationship with them in the community before they get into the system. You know, what happens is, is that, you know, when there's a crisis, knee-jerk reactions and decisions are made as yes. opposed to very controlled and, you know, definitive um, um, suggestions or, or, or steps, decisions. Um, so I always like to think about, you know, working from the backside in as well. Yeah, I agree. Okay. So, Jeff, you're doing very well here with these questions. Thanks. So how do I balance? Next recommendation, what is your recommendation and how do you balance being a sole pr operator and having to do, yeah, you're smiling now, yeah. <laughs> and having to do the marketing, you having to do the payroll, you're doing the billing, you've got to deal with the caregiver issues, you know, payroll, compliance, and then you've got to sit and try and be effective in the sure. market. This is not an uh, easy task. It's something that I, I always battle with because if I'm not organized, I, I'm all over the place. Um, what I would say is, you know, every Saturday, Sunday, plan your week out, understand when you have set meetings already and kind of base your marketing around those days that you're already going to be out. But you need to have a schedule. You need to set time each day aside for everything. I know for me, maybe eight to nine o'clock, I'll set aside for emails, answering emails, answering back some phone calls that I had from nine to 10. Maybe I come in and I, I reach out to some of my clients and just see how everything's going. Um, you know, if it's a day that I'm going to be in just the office, I'll set time just for marketing, making my phone calls, um, people that I have to reach out to. But you have to set aside time each day for each one of these tasks, because if you don't, you're going to be all over the place. You're going to start one task. Um, for instance, you might be out marketing 9.30 in the morning, and all of a sudden you say, oh, I forgot to call the insurance to check up if so-and-so's long-term care insurance is verified. 
or, you know, we, we accept it. So you need to set time aside for each task and you need to stick to it and hold yourself accountable. If right. you're not going to make those phone calls eight to nine o'clock, why not? Why did you do it? Why didn't you do it? Right, right, right. And, and then, of course, you know, when you are going through that recalibration process is just to say, is it working for me? You know, again, you've got to identify, you know, there's no point in you doing something for the sake of doing it if it's not, again, you know, yielding you results, whether it be from a referral, whether it be, you know, hitting all the things that you had on your to-do list. Um, always have that, that moment of recalibration. How would you say that you handle it? Because I know you have several things going on, probably more than me. <laughs> well, I would I would probably say this is that, you know, I, I most definitely at this point in my career, um, I, I don't do it alone. I have assistance in each one of my divisions um, and I have a central a central assistant that works directly with me to manage all of the divisions. Um, so for me at this point, yes, you know, it's, it's not as difficult. Um, but most definitely when I was there, you know, in terms of where you guys are and where our owners are, is that one of the things that I did learn is that I wasn't smart by trying to remember it all. I was actually smart by making a note. Yeah. That's when I actually became wise and that's when I actually became smarter in my, in my analogy of being smart is I, I knew that I had to put it all down, get that yeah. list on a Sunday, even today. On a Sunday, that's what I do. I get my glass of wine and I sit and I make my notes and I go down it one by one, one by one. You have to. And I know we're, we're talking about, you know, how do we manage it? But when you said write things out, it, it's another um, point that I, I yes, that I recommend to the marketers I've recently brought on. I said, look, when you're out marketing, when you visit these buildings, you need to write down everything you've seen. You know, you walk in, there's other competition, there's no pads. You need to write down what you saw in there. You need to write down what Absolutely. you saw And you need to write down the schedule that you hit that day. If you hit 10 buildings, you may forget one. You may forget who you spoke about. Write it all down because when you email them later that night, you can refer back to it and you can refer back to a month from now when they start referring to you. Absolutely. And, and again, uh, you have spoken to some of our members with regards to systems. You know, there's systems like Salesforce that is out there that can help you monitor, manage, email you back and, and tell you when to do the follow up, put your notes in. Um, but do not do not make the mistake of thinking you're going to remember it all. It's going to be the very crucial thing that's going to make all the difference in bringing it up to a referral source that, hey, you know, I remember it was your birthday and let me send you a, a birthday card or shoot you an email. Hey, happy yeah. birthday. That is going to make all the difference. There's there's nothing that bothers me more of that, that if I have gone out marketing with you and I, I set up meetings for you to, to help you, um, if I'm going to introduce you to somebody, you better make sure at the end of the day you followed up. With <laughs> right. And if you don't, you don't belong on my team because you have no respect for what we do as, you know, marketers or, or who we're even meeting. If you just meet with them and, and waste their time like that, it's useless. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, Jeff, you have come a long way since you headed into this market. I am so extremely proud of you. Um, I, I can't wait to see where you're at in a year from now. You and Lillian, I, I'm just ecstatic to see that. Um, okay. Your growth is just, you know, very, very rapid. Um, 
I want to continue having these these discussions again. Oh. Again, you know, marketing is one of those areas that everybody wants to know about. Everybody wants to know how to do it, how not to do it. Um, we're going to be back online again very, very soon. In between that time, again, I thank you so very much, Jeff. Of course, thank you for having me. And I'm sure I'm going to see you on that Facebook Live when I'm when I'm doing home care. Um, Q&A. So in the meantime, I appreciate all your answers. I appreciate all your feedback. Um, Your knowledge, I'm sure, is going to extend to all of those out there that is going to accept it and willing to hear it. Um, So again, I thank you. Uh, Yvette, thank you so much for having me. Take care. Take care.